0: there it's happy is it quite halloween no no nope. never Stephen, my voice is fucked up i'm trying to like <laughs> get back to normal but it's hard <laughs> that's like hard a uh, bit that's just that's we just know voice us, it's, it's just like this now no my uh <laughs> when we first hopped on skype here right. to uh to catch up before the show uh you had mentioned that my voice is a little bit hoarse And I was like, yes, much like a small pony. Whatever. We had a good chuckle. (laughs) We did. But um, yeah, like I feel fine, but I think it's just allergies and it's uh, got its uh, death grip on me. It will not release. That's bullshit. I don't like it. I'm not here for it. Same. Same. I've been doing this for like two weeks at this point. And uh, like it sounds like my voice is like strained and tired and it's not much to the of the listeners, you know, Mm -mm. it's just like. Can, can you just stop for a while? Can you just be done? Could yeah. you just go ahead and just stop doing that? Just the talking thing you're doing. Just go ahead mm-hmm. and stop that. If you did a podcast where you were just like, I don't know, not talking even a little <laughs> bit, <laughs> would that be good? It's just oh, sound Fowler effects, showed up. yeah, <laughs> some music, <laughs> and a lot of blank air. Yeah, people are like, man, I really improved. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it's less annoying for sure. You know. I'm choosing to listen to this. Um, but uh, look, I'm just going to power through here. Right. And uh, one way to power through is to eat something, right? Yeah. Just uh, take some strain off your voice. Maybe if you got something in your throat, uh, eat a bunch of stuff and uh, hopefully, like, knock that stuff down. Get rid of it that's, for a little bit. That's how what doctors recommend. That's right. At the very least, give yourself a reprieve, you know? Mm-hmm. Eat just like one throat, a handful of jawbreakers. You know, don't even bite into them. Oh, just wow. like swallow them whole, you know? How does that. Well, I was going to ask how that comes out, but I, I can imagine. Yeah, it's, it's much like uh, the pearls of Bruce Wayne's mom's <laughs> necklace. <laughs> this is going to hit the pavement hard, you know? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Bouncing That's across the streets of Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> but Beautiful image. Uh, one thing people could also eat is a brand of breakfast cereal that I was, uh, had recently come across Ooh. and I was very excited to see. Which was from General Mills, a <gasps> box of Monster Mash Remix cereal. Oh my cereal, goodness, what is that? Of which I've I've got a box here. So this is like a um, look. Uh-huh. A few years ago, I had acquired Count Chocula, right. Frankenberry, and then the Boo Berry cereals, and I like uh, ate one of those a week and talked about each of them. And then on the last week, I had mixed them all together and tried them, and it was kind of just like. Uh, competing flavors that ended up just kind of being bland overall and didn't end up being anything. Well, this is actually made by General Mills and not just mixed together by me. So uh, per what I could find on their website, it says uh, that it's... the cereal flavor is Carmella Creeper. We all know that flavor profile, right? Oh, yeah, right? totally. One of uh, the first flavors we've ever experienced since <laughs> we've been born. It's like, is this applesauce? Oh, Carmella Creeper. That's what it is. <laughs> all kids Fruit know brew. that one. <laughs> yeah. Fruit Brute, Cow chocolate, Blueberry, Frankenberry, and Yummy Mummy. Um, so it was originally, um, oh, okay, um, uh, created in originally... In 1971, they wrote this as copy. It wasn't just me <laughs> that can't read this well. It literally says, Chat Created GPT-ed in, it. originally in, oh, 1971, yeah. this 2023 edition celebrates the original amalgamation of the iconic six cereals, as well as introduces a fresh new character, character Carmilla Creeper. Oh, okay. So overall, it's like the, the marshmallows from each of those cereals put into the uh, this mix. Mm. And the like main cereal pieces are like, uh, artificial berry flavor, which I'm all about. Right, that's I love. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm all about that. So, um, I saw this in uh, late September, and I bought this box. Now, this is like a family size box. Hell yeah! And I don't know if you've um, taken census of my home uh-huh, recently, right. but it is just myself and my wife. My wife isn't going to eat this, so it's just she's, me. She's child size. Does that count? She's child size, but she doesn't really like tolerate my like cereal choices. Oh, that's you know? upsetting. She's got a very limited amount of cereals that she will eat. Wow. uh, Yeah. For health reasons or she's boring? (laughs) Uh, The latter. (laughs) When it comes to cereal, definitely the latter. Right on, right on. So um, it was just me. And uh, this box is empty because I have powered through all of it. It has been at No wasted food here. So, um, yeah, it's good. I like it. Better than the Euron mix? Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. Better. Because I think like just focusing on one flavor for the like actual like cereal pieces, the grain pieces, right, mm. is way better than like trying to mix everything all together. You know, simplify it. Yeah, and uh yeah, so people can uh, go out there and try to get this. It, I'm sure it's just a limited edition version of the cereal for spooky season here. So yeah, I just wanted to get word out about. Uh, monster mash remix you know man i love the monster mash so- song uh so like eating the cereal from that song sounds like a, a a delight to me um please tell me that every morning you just blasted that through your house to wake your wife up and uh and let her know that you were chowing down on cereal time well i did not but you know, uh, no, no. now, now missed i opportunity a, i now i have to get a second box i have a second to box <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you go back they only have family size you're like god damn it yeah <laughs> I think that's how they get you, you know? If like right. you're in for a penny, in for a pound on this one, but uh, exactly. it's good. I really like it. Man, I would check that out. I haven't had any of those cereals in a long time, and I'm glad they're having a resurgence. So Now, you're not a big cereal person, but I feel like you have said in the past that you do like them marshmallow pieces. Oh, sometimes, yeah. Uh, Amanda, my wife, is a huge fan of them, and I'd found mm-hmm. like you can buy them on Amazon. It's like a huge bag. Yeah. So uh, I would eat those as well. I prefer, I prefer like the chalky mini marshmallows and cereals than I do like a real like fluffy marshmallow I would say oh really if I'm gonna eat a marshmallow I like that weird like kind of like hard shell they have on yeah. them you know mm-hmm. so yeah you ever uh, pour them milk and eat them that way you know let's not get into that I mean <laughs> and I don't know why you'd ruin anything like that <laughs> they probably get softer in the milk right they do I yeah they have this nice like um I, I don't know any other way to say it than glaze they have this nice like milk glaze over it it's good. Totally. And in uh, the classic um, Chevy Chase comedy, uh, Christmas Vacation, he is working mm-hmm. as, uh, as some company. He he just sold like a, a what is it, like a nutritious sh- cereal varnish what? that protects, it, it protects the, the grains so that the milk doesn't penetrate and they keep their crunch. Oh. It's like a, a little segment of that movie. And I've always thought after that, that, that that's a real thing because... Um, I don't know what what is on our cereals here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, besides cyanide and death, but you know they uh, they definitely have it, yeah, um, something to protect them because there's that hard crunchiness, like I said, kind of on the outside of that, and I feel like that would get soft in milk. I'm not a milk cereal eater, hmm. but I have expanded to that, but I don't eat a lot of cereal anyway, so mm-hmm. uh, I'd be I'd be a fifty fifty shot if I got cereal out, if I would if I would throw some milk in, milk in there or not, yeah, but uh, now I feel like I have to to try the. The marshmallows in a in a softer variety let me ask you this if there was to be an actual like slasher themed cereal what kind of Ooh. marshmallow pieces would you want to see in there you know dude i would love like some ghost faces okay that seems like that would work pretty well yeah in a in a cereal mm-hmm. but man if you could have all of them you could just have like it's like Freddy, but it they can't get the, the burn skin right, so it's just like <laughs> kind of a red globby mess. Yeah, and it's like oh yeah, those are Freddy's. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And they try to get Jason's mask, you know, mm-hmm. the hockey mask, but they can't really put all the holes in it and you know all of that, the, the intricate details. Um, yeah, I think that could work though. I think it'd be fun to get like the ghost face, like that the mask portion of the face, uh, Jason's mask. Totally. Uh, a Michael Myers mask, maybe a ghost, and you just have like nothing but like white marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the least colorful cereal. The same, yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Uh, this, hey, boss. There's only one type of marshmallow in here. They're just white. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Those are that's uh, Mike Myers. That's Ghostface. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> the like kids it, won't know. A, a little like uh, jigsaw doll face. Yeah, Maybe a little like red cheeks or whatever for the spirals. You know. It's like basically, yeah, they're all white with like a little bit of color, but none mm-hmm. of it's it's just all big blobs. Doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, but it's like it's all going down, you know, in the same way. So. Yeah, a little fucking Duke face floating around there too. <laughs> and then like the little uh, grain pieces could be like black, black in color, you know. Ooh, yeah, that'd be fun. like stain your mouth black. Oh, even better. It's made like squitting?
1: Like- yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that'd yeah, <laughs> be great. I'd love to see it. Great minds, man. Yeah. Man, I think the cereal's gonna fly off the shelves. I would hope so, you know. The, the kids these days, you know, they're uh hipster kids, mm-hmm. you know, they're just trying all kinds of stuff. They love their squitting cereals. So <laughs> you know. What if like you bit into the marshmallows and then like some like blood oozed out of it, you know? Oh, it's like a gusher. Yeah. It's just like your mouth that looks like it's bleeding as you're eating this fucking cereal. I love it, man. This is a great look, and I think it uh, wouldn't freak any parents out. No. You know? You know? I think it's just good good times all around. Oh, my God. That'd be so fun. Damn skippy, man. I really like this. Uh, well, yeah, I think with this serial made, we're going to go in production soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, look for it. Uh, I think Christmas time is probably <laughs> <think> a good time to <laughs> release again. it. We can get this turned around <laughs> real quick, you know? Yeah, I think that's yeah. pretty good. But uh, I'm looking forward to it, <laughs> and I'm also looking forward to this episode. So how about we get into that? And we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where today we are talking about a classic movie, movie we haven't, uh, I haven't seen in a very long time, and uh, I'm not sure if Brent has ever seen. Uh, no, I've not, until um, this past weekend. Oh my so. gosh, that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're doing a 1968's Night of the Living Dead, I said that really fast, Night of the Living Dead, by yes. George A. Romero, uh, which by the way, you brought up, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this part now, and we'll get into some other mini mm-hmm. topics first, but uh, George A. Romero, I, I feel like... I'm having a Baron Stain Bears situation you know, going on in my head <laughs> yeah. right now. You uh-huh. mentioned that a few weeks ago, and I was like, yeah, I feel like I've heard that. But like mm-hmm. generally, I've heard of him as just like George Romero. Right, uh, yeah. But uh, according to our, our God and Savior Wikipedia, um, mm-hmm. George A. Romero right there. I, I feel like I kind of knew it, but I'm like, I don't really remember calling him that or like that being the name, but it seems to be. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'm in an alternate dimension. Uh, do you think I'm okay? <laughs> no because i saw in the credits of this very movie it says george a romero i was like oh so they why wow did they do, i i could see if maybe they did that later in life after he had a son right and he was like george oh B. i'm gonna name my son the the same thing to right. distinguish ourselves we'll use our middle initials but this totally. is like from the jump i guess yeah i had no no clue um yeah. yeah and i did see something later on he did have a son named george romero and his, his middle name he goes by like george uh, it's like a c word. I'm gonna say uh, Custer, um, George <laughs> Custer Romero, but um, different c word than I was thinking. But yes, <laughs> what c word were you thinking? Uh, okay, okay, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, so yeah, apparently I was I was way off, and um, definitely George A. Romero. Yeah, right there. I wonder if it. it, it because when you say it that way, it sounds like Georgia Romero, you know? Georgia Romero. Georgia Romero. <laughs> she's back at it, you know? Making another horror. <laughs> how, how Georgia Romero got her groove back. Oh, my God. Can you but imagine? It's a zombie movie still. Of course, enough. yeah. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I would watch that. I would watch that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about that today. But uh, obviously before, we were, we were going to talk about some other mini topics and stuff. Uh, Brent, mm-hmm. you already had the serial talk. I, I assume you were going to save that For for now, but we had to come up with some kind of opener and I loved it. But um, any any cool sodas? Any do you have any monster mash uh, Coca-Cola dream mix? (laughs) See, like if if a soda company is going to do like weird flavors or whatever, make a horror one for this time of year. Oh, my God. Fun. You know, that would be amazing. (laughs) But like what if it was one of the ones that is not normally like cola colored? What if there was like a Sprite black or something like that? You know, I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking like story you know <laughs> <laughs> there's like a horror movie called starry eyes or something from a few years ago mm. so you, yeah you could you could definitely work some some product placement in there too yeah um i mean coca-cola's label's already red you know get some blood yeah. in there mm-hmm. um the, the best i don't know like the one that comes to mind for like food branding to me is uh reese's they used to have like halloween yeah. commercials with like a vampire how does a vampire eat one and there's like it like goes black for a second and it comes back and there's two teeth marks in the middle of it you know, like they, they lean into the Halloween fun a little bit, but um, yeah, you got that and, and cereals. And where where the soda companies at? You know? I don't know. Like they need to do something, you know? Give us some love. Something needs to be done about this. Listen, and I'm that's writing why Congress. Congress. I am here today. <laughs> uh, well, Stephen, uh, since I've already talked about the cereal, is there mm. something you wanted to discuss for the mini topic? Um, sure. I'm not going to make anything up right now. Like, I also got cereals. I'm definitely going to look at this list. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, uh, ooh, God. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about some stuff. Um, okay. So uh, one of the things, for like a horror kind of commentary or whatever, uh, I watched this movie called The Final Terror uh, the a few weeks Final ago. Final Terror. Okay. And it was available on Shudder, and I, I assume it's still there, but it, it might have moved on. Um, it's kind of, it's like an early 80s movie. Um, okay. I love the poster that's what got me it has this cool like the final terror it's like oh a, yeah uh, it's like a painted one yeah like the 80s had that amazing stuff you know um, and it's funny because it, it it talks about it in a away like on the cover it looks like almost like alien looking or like i don't know otherworldly it says without knowing they have awakened an unknown force can anyone survive uh no it's like a a typical kind of jason jason like woods slasher kind of thing yeah Uh, they really like they really sold it with the cover you know yeah uh but i i found it from 1983 um it was amazing to me because uh I I like shutter because it just shows me stuff I've never heard of before mm-hmm. um kind of interesting different things and and then a lot of times they'll have people in them that uh have gone on to do bigger things or maybe I just know from other projects but I'd never heard of this project. Uh so for one uh this was uh 1983 as I said. Um this is after like Jason comes out so it's it's kind of got that slash vibe He's as, as gay. Oh that's <laughs> wonderful. You ruined the twist. <laughs> uh but it's got some good people in it. Uh, it's got Daryl Hannah in one of her first roles, oh, wow. uh, which was kind of interesting to see her. She's super young. Uh, there's a guy named Adrian Zemed who is in uh, Greece Two, which I believe I forced you to watch once at my house. I'm not positive. Uh, he's the, he's the new Perhaps. Danny Zuko essentially. Uh, oh, okay. I yeah. I remember his name in Greece Two. Wait, but, uh, is he Australian? Ooh, I wonder. I'll look him up real quick. Uh, no, for some reason he's some- Chicagoan. Oh, which is the Australia of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people say that all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then it has uh, the big one to me that really got me to watch it was uh, Joey Pants. It's got Joey uh, oh, Joe really? Pantoliano in it. Wow. Uh, really fucking young. You know, mm-hmm. he's one of those actors that you kind of see even in the Matrix and stuff where he's like, I don't know, in 40s. He he always just seemed like he's like an older actor who just like showed up, but in this one he's like twenty years old, and uh, oh, it's kind of kind of wild. But uh, essentially, it's like uh, a group of campers, like teenage, uh, college age, whatever, go into the woods. They're gonna like chop down trees and like. I don't know. They're they're getting ready for something or whatever. They go out with, like, mm-hmm. a guide, uh, an older dude, but then they're kind of left on their own, and then uh, all this stuff happens. But uh, it was a pretty good, like, knockoff uh, of, like, the Jason kind of tropes to me or whatever. Um, I don't want to spoil it. It's not like it's, like, a super great movie, but it was fun. It was fun to watch it Shudder, and then it was fun to see, like joey pants and daryl hannah like super young i really like finding movies of people that i really know and then being like wow i never knew this existed that they acted together ever and that that honestly that they were actually teenagers one at one point you know (laughs) yeah yeah that was pretty cool and uh and he he shows some chops that uh that i i you know i could see him growing into bigger things it's not he shows his chops dude his chops Ooh, i don't know damn yeah i know I hope it's, it's logged on MrSkin.com. <laughs> you should look up Joey Pants. <laughs> Joey Pants Chops. Um, but yeah, and then uh, the last person on there that I was excited about is uh, there's a woman named Rachel Ward, uh, Rachel, Rachel Ward in it. Um, she is Australian. Oh, no. God damn it. She's from the UK. She's in an Australian movie that I love <laughs> uh, that nobody has ever heard of. Uh, it's an old HBO movie Um It's called Fortress from 1985. Uh, I would love to show you and and a bunch of our friends this movie. Uh, She plays a a school teacher. um, A bunch of her students get, and and she gets kidnapped and put into a cave, and they have to escape. And It's this pretty like harrowing movie. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So I loved her from that movie growing up, and then I didn't know her from literally anything else, and then I saw her in this horror movie, which was fun. So, uh, yeah, this is The Final Terror. It's available on on Shudder, as Mm -hmm. far as I know, and uh, it was kind of cool. Check it out. That's awesome. That's one of the things that I like about the horror genre is because I'm like new to it and and getting into it. Sure, Uh, There's so many movies that I feel like I've heard of, but that's like a lot of the more mainstream, like bigger stuff or whatever. But there's a lot of stuff that's like been made that's kind of, you know. If you were to walk into a video store, it would be like covered in dust because it's like you know lesser known stuff, but stuff that you could still get value from. That's like interesting and and whatnot. So I've been coming across a lot of that in my uh, travels through the various streaming services. Like, oh, what is this? I've never heard of this or whatever. But then you watch a trailer for it, and it's like, oh, this seems kind of fun or whatever right and an hour and a half well i don't mind if i do i was about to tell you this one 82 minutes baby oh my god hour and 22 oh my god (laughs) flies wonderful yeah it it really uh really delivers that way yeah i like that and like you said though in a video store even not covered in dust though it might have actually been rented by people that just saw that cover and you kind of i I used to give more things a chance than and uh, i'm glad for streaming services in general Mm -hmm. uh, but especially ones like shutter um or Tubi, you know. Uh yeah. which, which our friend Boozy loves to to pimp. Um mm-hmm. just showing like old movies that you didn't know about, didn't find, and then you just kinda scroll through and like, well, I might as go give that a shot, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh this one might even have even shown up first when I saw it. Uh, it might have been on like shutters, you know, they have like three live movies kinda playing all the time. You can scroll through. Mm-hmm. It might have been yeah. one of those. But um, yeah, and then I just checked it out uh, amongst a lot of other little horror gems on there. And uh, this one, like I said, it's not great, but uh, it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And I would I would recommend it as just like a schlocky little old, you know, movie. Um, speaking of Shudder, uh, there was a, a time toward the beginning of this year where I subscribed to uh, AMC Plus for a yeah. month. And I was to watch those, uh, uh, the Man With No Names uh, oh, right. trilogy or whatever. Right, right. And, uh, shutter is included with that subscription, but one thing it doesn't have is the streaming movies on the, oh. like, the, like the shutter app does, even though you can like seek out and find the same content on there. Right. It's just like the interface is different. You have to go through like AMCs. Oh yeah. Bullshit I don't like and, that. And, and go through that. And it's like, yeah, you know, maybe there like, should be, like a, a dedicated, like shutter, like hub you can go to within that, that right. would provide that. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I feel like, I guess dollar for dollar, the mm-hmm. AMC plus is, uh, you know, you're going to get more content available right. to you, but there's yeah. something about like being able to pull up that shutter app and see a movie that's like halfway through and you're just like, Oh wow, what is this? I need to go back and like watch this from the beginning or whatever, you know, I think that's just fucking cool. It is cool. I, I don't know why more of them don't do it. I, I'm, con- mm-hmm. I'm confused about how the rights would work in that scenario. Um, for like whoever owns the rights of that movie, like it's being yeah. played and then people are watching snippets of it, but not like the full movie. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I I mean, like for me, it's just, just a, a, an audience member. I don't care. I just want to uh, I like the interface so much. Um, yeah. I've been watching the uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes as well. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I'm going to bring this one up real quick just because uh, for, for streaming service interfaces, uh, I have been I have some of them I've bought over the years. They used to sell collections on iTunes where they would be like random episodes, not, not mm. in a row from different seasons. Uh, and I have like three of them. So I have like three collections of three episodes, but they're all scattered. I haven't seen them in a row in a long time. So I pulled up Disney Plus, and they had like a uh, – if you scroll down far enough, there's like a Simpsons Halloween collection – and mm. you can go to that and then play each episode in a row. But at the end of that, when you're done with that episode, it just tries to play the next episode, which is going to be randomly in the middle of some season. Not, It's not going to go to the next Treehouse of Horror episode. Oh, right. Yeah, it should be like a playlist. It should be a playlist. So mm. then when I go back, um, because I've I've seen those pages, they want to redesign it for my audience experience, and everything's been moved, and I can't find the Simpsons horror collection anymore, the Halloween oh, collection. No. So then I have to like... Search for it. And like it's just so clunky when I'm like, you guys have this in a you have them all in a row. Just like let me watch them in a row. And yeah. uh and it's it, it makes it like more difficult. Uh and it made me think that like shutter I wish and I wonder if streaming services might move this way eventually and in some capacity or if we might have some way to do this. But I was like, honestly, what I really want is just a channel of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes playing all the time that I can just yeah. go to and just start one like i'm just in the middle of one or whatever uh that would be ideal to me uh especially with that kind of like tv show seems well for that but then also like specific halloween episodes of a tv show uh -hmm. even like if you added other other things in uh you know classic halloween tv episodes and they're all just kind of playing in a row that'd be so fun to tune into uh I, I i would enjoy that i think so yeah just, like, all of the Halloween-themed home improvement episodes, Yes. You know? Finally, oh, all together, so one location. Yeah. <laughs> what will Wilson be dressed like? <laughs> he shows we'll, the bottom of his face? <laughs> <laughs> what? You have we'll, to piece together what he looks like mentally. I feel like over time we could do that, right? Yeah. If you're able to, to picture things mentally, mm-hmm. you can put that together and... uh I know if what you're aphantasic, like. you are fucked. You know, you have no idea what this fellow looks like <laughs> without a Google search. <laughs> Nothing you can do about that one. All right. What you got? Uh, I only have one thing I want to discuss, which is a zombie related thing for this oh, episode. Um, back in 2019, we had no pandemic at this point. Right. So sure. Sure. Uh, there was a, a time when I think HBO Max had just launched. Mm. And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna! I can't wait to try this." You know, it's like, and because like streaming services were like really starting to become a thing at that point, you know, I'd they're coming never, to their prime. Really, yeah, right. I never really like had HBO before, so like I had all of this premium content that like yeah. I was gonna have access to. I really felt like I was getting away with something. Even though I was, yeah, you like, talk about paying that. for it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I still feel this way. Like, I still have, I've continuously had access to, like, all of these, like, premium HBO shows and, like, movies and everything. I barely watched any of them because, you know, I'm just, like, <laughs> rotating through all this pop culture. But one thing I started, one of the first things I watched when I got HBO Max, now Max, is uh, the first, like, hour of a movie called The Dead Don't Die from 2019 the dead don't die I feel like the I dead don't that. die yeah yeah go for it sorry okay. bill murray adam yes. driver tilda swinton's in this selena gomez uh oh, wow. rizza from the wu-tang clan is in there okay um and it, i watched the movie and i thought it was interesting but for some reason i didn't keep up with it and uh-huh. at a certain point it fell off the service So um, I was like, oh, wow, okay, I guess, oh, okay, that's something I need to watch out for, you know, if I'm going to start something, I should try to finish it as quickly as I can, because if it's not, look, if it's not a Warner Brothers product, Mm -hmm. clearly, (laughs) they're going to get rid of it, and (laughs) they'll just keep all the Warner stuff, we all know how this works, smash cut to today where that's not even the case anymore, you know, but um, I finally came across this on like, I think it was like Peacock or whatever, Uh and so I Rewatched the first hour and just like finished the movie the other night. So, in this movie, it's a Jim Jarmusch film. Right. I was just looking him up because I knew that name, but so did so did I. And I was like, what do I know this guy from? (laughs) Right. Because this movie is it's kind of wild, steven And (laughs) I I was going back through his filmography, and I think the only movie of his that I've seen is Sling Blade. And I don't know if he just like wrote that or if he directed it or what. But that's only one in that list that i'd heard of that i had had seen before he didn't direct it yeah um okay i'm looking at other stuff it's like he did a movie called ghost dog the way of the samurai i wanted to see that movie a long time ago i would right. had never done it i remember the poster so well because uh, mm-hmm. it's got forrest whitaker who i love um and yeah. i've heard good things about that but i've heard of this guy as like a kind of an indie like a 90s indie filmmaker he had some other yeah. stuff in the in the 80s and stuff too but a bunch of stuff i've heard of i've never seen though yeah yeah it's interesting uh so the dead don't die is like about a, a small town in America called Centerville, and uh, there's like zombies start coming back because there's like some weirdness going on. Uh, the 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 two main cops who follow Bill Murray and Adam Driver they notice uh, at the the beginning of the movie in their cop car that like oh yeah like it's daylight out and it should be like night like it's it's like eight huh. o'clock or whatever and. uh like yeah, that's kind of weird, and then uh, there's some other like weirdness that happens throughout the movie, and I'll say without giving too much away that the movie is a little bit self aware mm-hmm. and that really like the first time I watched it, I was like, wait what because there's <laughs> there's something that one of the characters says toward the beginning of the movie that's uh, a little bit meta, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's interesting right like, where where's this gonna go and there's some uh some kind of zany stuff that happens in this movie. Like when RZA from the, the Wu-Tang Clan shows up, He's uh, he pulls up to this gas station. He's like a, a UPS driver, and he's bringing in these boxes to um, the uh, the red-haired guy who was in uh, Get Out. He's like um, Allison... what's-her-name's brother. Yeah, brother. brother. In the right, movie. yeah, yes. I like that dude. He was Banshee in uh, uh, X-Men yeah. First Class. right on. And uh, so... He's in the movie. He's like the, he works at the gas station and Riza has his little hand truck. He's bringing these boxes and he works for not UPS, but Woo PS, Steven. So <laughs> they're kind of a these Wu land. And yeah. um, it's, it's got all these little jokes and like it, it ends in like kind of, kind of like a, I don't think the ending is like bad, but also kind of like, almost like what you expect Mm -hmm. but like all the stuff that kind of happens throughout the movie i guess not everything happens throughout the movie but there's enough of these little like interesting uh meta acknowledgements that happen where i'm like oh okay this is like it's man it's hard to say without (laughs) like trying to give things away or give away jokes or whatever but like it's it's interesting i can't tell if you liked it Neither can I. Like, <laughs> I think it was. I need somebody else to watch this and right, let me right. know what they think. Because I don't think it's, it's just bad. Weird. It's a, it's a little bit weird. Yeah. And it's a little bit off the beaten path, but I appreciate it for its effort. You know, right like if it didn't have like the meta stuff in there, it, it may be like less memorable to me. Mm-hmm. But the meta stuff is like good for. it. Like one thing I'll mention is, you know, Adam Driver's in the movie, mm-hmm. and at a certain point, he gives someone his car keys. And on his car keys is one of the um, those big star destroyers from Star Wars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> These triangle things. Uh-huh. And then like the, the person he hands it to is like, oh, Star Wars. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's a good movie series or something like that. He's like, uh-huh. "Yeah, that's all right. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, I, I had a, a good time with with uh, certain parts of it. I'm so intrigued by this. I remember seeing the trailer yeah. and I couldn't get the tone from the trailer. I couldn't tell yeah. what kind. I mean, obviously it's comedic, but uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't know if the trailer really gave away that it's meta necessarily, but it, it hinted at that, or like you know, it's it doesn't take itself too seriously, or something. Something amiss here. I don't know, but uh, mm-hmm. it didn't grab me enough to want to watch it. But your review now makes me want to, because I'm like, Good. This sounds like just just weird enough to be up my alley, and uh, and I kind of mm-hmm. want to be that person to to talk about it with you, you know. That'd be wonderful. I I watched this movie before I watched our main topic, *Night gotcha. of the Living Dead*, and uh, to see like <laughs> like w- where we're at versus right. where we started, you know, is, is uh it's like a, a cool point of comparison or whatever, you know. Definitely interesting. Uh yeah. I'm I'm yeah, I'm intrigued enough. I as I said, I'm I'm not like a Jim Jarmusch fan, but I've always heard mm-hmm. of him. Like I'd always heard of him talked about with like Tarantino and Kevin Smith and stuff. Like, or they'll mm-hmm. they'll mention him like uh, as contemporary or something. But um also for what I thought I knew about him, I would never have expected him to make like a meta zombie movie. Yeah. So yeah, it all like, kind of intrigues me. You know? Yeah. I'm I'm still trying to like I think about it. Like, since I watched the movie, I think about it just like in passing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But what was he trying to say? Or maybe he was just like, I just kind of want to make a fun movie or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's cool, cool enough. Yeah. Right. Off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe he's at that point in his career that he just, you know, he's like, I've always wanted to make like a zany com- uh, a zombie comedy comedy movie, you know, and yeah. Here he is. So yeah, it's like a, a cool ensemble cast as well. Right. So like each time you like you you move to a different group of people, like Danny Glover's in it and everything. Yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi, oh, and nice. uh, yeah, just like I don't know, it, it's cool. And then like the the story kind of coalesces toward the end. But uh, I I thought it was interesting, and I, I would say it's worth a watch. Yeah, right on, man. At least uh, once, you know. Yeah, I would check that out. What'd you say you watched it on again? Uh, I'm gonna... it was on uh, Peacock peacock yeah oh yes. yeah because you lost it and you found it again and uh-huh. then uh yeah. and it's on peacock it's there it is you know man, and man you, it spreads its ass and then bites you <laughs> <in>. <laughs> oh no i gotta see this movie okay you gotta see this movie <laughs> that's what i'm telling you uh well did you want to move on to our main topic sure is that cool with you uh i don't really have a i have a bunch of stuff still on my list but at this point it's so old the stuff i watched that i'm like (laughs) i don't i'm glad i had notes for the final terror uh so that i could you know refer to those uh which i still had one by the way the final terror director went on to direct the fugitive starring harrison oh really so he became like a a big time director but um this was one of his first but um yeah i'm glad i had notes for that because the rest of it i'm like oh i watched that Kind of remember it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of those, but I'm, I'm just trying to stick with like horror stuff for for this month. At the that's very least, that's smart. You know. Yeah, it keeps you uh, keeps you on track there. But uh, yeah, if keeps you want, keep me honest. We'll do uh, we'll do main topics. So uh, non spoilers for this one. So uh, obviously today we were reviewing 1968's George A Romero's Night of the Living Dead. George Romero, show Jack it again. <laughs> She walked out the sunflower field, and she was like, I'm going to make a zombie movie. I said, Georgia, you have my vote. And that's how she became a state. Oh, wow. Uh Uh-huh. History lesson up here in uh, LTAS today. Absolutely. This is an educational podcast. (laughs) They keep trying to tell people. (laughs) Education, pop culture, and friendship. That's everything you need to know about this show. Is that Mm -hmm. our show now? This is the show now. Wow, mm-hmm. I love it, man! You uh, just learned something. I know. I feel like we've been doing that for a while, but you know, we didn't put a, a title on it, and now I feel yeah feel pretty good about our educational podcast. Yeah, me too. Me too. And we're kind of like we're kind of like Sesame Street in a way. With, a little, a little bit, yeah. With More chodes. <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> Uh, all right. So uh, speaking of educating people, let's uh, let's give them the cast list here. So uh, obviously, yes. this was uh, directed by George A. Romero, screenplay by John Russo and George A. Romero, uh, starring Judith O'Day as. Uh, oh, wait, let's start. That's, that was the first uh, on the top of the Wikipedia. But we're going to go to yeah. Dwayne Jones as Ben because he's the main character here, really. And I couldn't, uh, I couldn't tell I, I couldn't tell if anybody ever said his name or not, oh, right, so I didn't right. know what his name was, so I just called oh, him the main forbid. guy in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kind of watched, uh, unfortunately, I, I watched this a little rushed. Uh, I finished it right before the podcast here, but um, oh. yeah, and I, I had only seen it one time, so um, my history of it is, is really limited. It's, it was a long time ago. It was kind of like when I, f- I, I think I was like a teenager and I'd just really gotten into like horror films and kind of film in general uh, mm. instead of just like watching movies. I was like into the study and, and all that. But uh, I kind of watched it once and then didn't didn't really think about it much more like it's classic, mm. but it wasn't like my favorite or anything. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't remember if they say uh, anybody's name but Barbara, because that's such a famous line. They're uh, the coming to get you, Barbara, mm-hmm. uh, which they even reference in Shaun of the Dead, one of my, my favorite movies. Holy shit, you're right. I told him where that was from. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Shaun yeah. is uh, worried about his mom being attacked, and uh, her name is Barbara, uh, as an homage to this. And then uh, Nick Frost jumps on, and he's like, we're coming to get you, Barbara. It is that's fucking so great. so funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said Isn't that, that wonderful? I did not connect those dots. I'm very curious, actually, to go back. I would love to watch more zombie movies after this one, but uh, uh, mm-hmm. especially in the... Uh, George A Romero's um series of the dead movies which I've I haven't seen very many of but uh especially I want to go back and see Shaun of the Dead to see if you know references I might have missed before that are also in this one so or yeah. from this one so um mm-hmm. but yeah Dwayne Jones uh stars as Ben um Dwayne the Rock Jones this, this is before his wrestling career actually people thought he was wrestling then an actor no he started off as an actor that's crazy and then he right. fought those skyscrapers That's crazy <laughs> he can <came> black Adam <laughs> I was going to say, he was in that Skyscraper movie, right? Uh And then he was in a giant ape movie as well? I think that was like Rampage. Rampage, right? It was was like a video game, right? Yeah, I've not seen it, but... I've it on iTunes for years. (laughs) (laughs) Giant lizard. (laughs) Yep. Dinosaur adjacent. That works for me. There you go, man. Yeah, you you have a niche for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Judith O'Day stars as Barbara. Uh, Carl Hardman as Harry Cooper. Marilyn Eastman as Helen Cooper. Kyra Schoen as Karen Cooper, Keith Wayne as Tom, Judith Ridley as Judy. Um, uh, so I'm going to run through a few of these. I don't. Uh, did you read the, mm-hmm. through the Wikipedia page? Which is uh, I've gospel? not. I've not. No. There's so much cool info about this movie on there. Okay. Uh, a lot about these people. Um, a lot of the people they had in the movies as zombies or as the main actors were just kind of local people. This was a really cheap movie. It was made for roughly a uh, hundred grand, hundred fourteen grand. Wow. Uh, which is just under a million dollars in today's money. Um, they, mm-hmm. they raised money. They started the, the movie without a full script. Um, they started wow. filming. It was under different titles at different points. They, uh, they had like 10 investors who all invested like 6,000 or up to 6,000. It was going to be for like $6,000. They all invested like $600. Uh, then they yeah. got like 10 more investors and then they eventually made their way up to like 100 grand for the budget. And, uh, and then finish this this piece. But um, a lot of the people that they got to act were... It's almost like uh, clerks. It's like Kevin Smith doing, you know, same kind of thing. A cheap, low-budget movie, you find local actors. Uh, mm-hmm. People that you can just find. Friends and family and stuff. So uh, Dwayne Jones had, had auditioned. Uh, I think he was just an actor and, and they got that role. Uh, Judith O'Day was uh, uh, a commercial and stage actress. She was trying to make it in Hollywood. This was like her first like major role. Uh, Harry Cooper um and then helen uh they are they're the ones with the daughter who's been bitten uh in the movie uh so it's a bunch of people in the this movie i guess we could say that too it's just a a simple zombie movie they don't even say the word zombie they call them ghouls in the script Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's kind of how they reference them but uh it's a simple movie where a bunch of people are are locked into a, a farmhouse um they're the encroaching uh group of ghouls is outside trying to get them inside the house you have um Dwayne Jones is a, a, a black main character, which is big in 1968. Uh, yeah. He's just like a, a guy who shows up at the house. Judith O'Day is Barbara. Um, she also is like another stranger there. They meet Harry and Helen Cooper and their daughter, Karen. Karen has been bitten by a zombie in the beginning of this. And, uh, they don't really know the effects of that, but Harry and Helen were the film's producers. Um, so they, they were approached. They had a production company in Pittsburgh. Uh, George Romero had a production company doing like film commercials. They, uh, got some money and felt like they had the skills. So they approached the, uh, Hardman, uh, people to raise money. And then they ended up being in the movie. That is their real daughter. Um, it's Hardman's daughter Uh, she was nine years old she also played uh, a mangled corpse in this movie (laughs) so uh, there was really a a family affair yeah Um, and then uh, yeah some other people like uh, Judy who's the uh, there's like two young people a young couple in there Tom and Judy Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Judy was just like a, a 19 year old receptionist for the Hardman uh, people so she also oh, was wow. just like the receptionist auditioned for the role of Barbara and they were like yeah she didn't really have the chops for that but they put her in another role um, mm. so yeah there's just like a, it feels very much like a a small time small town small time movie uh, that yeah. you just get all your friends involved and then it became this you know cultural phenomenon so that's pretty rad yeah that's so weird because I would have thought they were all like actors that were like uh, maybe like small time actors that they found in like around wherever it was they were filming right but it seemed like everyone had some kind of level of acting experience at the very least they're it pretty good like, yeah i wasn't really yeah. like taken out of the movie at all like the the little girl i thought oh well you know maybe it's just a child actor or whatever right. so um but yeah that's that's really surprising that's it's impressive honestly i love it i love that uh i mean like the producers who had no like they're no acting experience as far as i can tell. Um that's crazy acting in the movie. Like they, they do yeah. a pretty good job. Like Harry is uh is a guy who's kind of like, he's the one that wants to like stay in the basement and uh, mm-hmm. keep his family safe, but he's kind of a, a coward in the movie. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of interesting. Like his acting, I think it was pretty decent. I really fucking hated him. So yeah, uh, I thought it was great. <laughs> I <yeah. really> did. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, let's, uh, let's talk about little non-spoilers as we said. Uh, sure. Our history a little bit. Um, you know, I, I, I like this movie, but it never really hit me that much. It's it's kind of like some people refer to like Psycho. It's like it's just not scary, but uh, Mm -hmm. it's a classic, you know. Uh, I happen to love Psycho, and I watched that pretty young, so it 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 made a a sticking point to me early on. But um, this one, I definitely recognize for its cultural significance, and uh, especially just to the zombie movement in general. And I love zombie movies, but um, uh, yeah, it's still to me, it's just I I haven't fallen in love with it like some people do. Um, I would love. Like, much like they have the homages in Shaun of the Dead, I know that Edgar Wright is a big fan of this movie and and George Romero, but um, I I just don't have that connection with it. So, uh, I think Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it more this go around when I watched it. But, um, and I think it'd be fun to watch it with a group, but um, it it didn't like floor me. Um, So, uh, I'm, I don't think I'll like necessarily throw this one in a rotation for me but as I said I am curious for the rest of the dead series that he had directed the only one of which I think I've seen is Dawn of the Dead from 1978 and mm-hmm. uh, but I haven't seen it. there's like some one in the, some in the 80s that I want to see and uh, I think there's five total movies that he was able to make so uh, I'm curious for those but uh, Brent uh, as we mm-hmm. discussed this was your first time watching this movie so uh, what were your initial impressions or, or whatever you want to say that's non-spoilery well Let me say, uh, I've my biggest amount of zombie experience comes from the Walking Dead comics, uh, by uh, Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adler and, um, uh, Georgia Romero. Georgia (laughs) Romero. She was right there the whole time, shopping a cigar now, late in life. She gave no shits. (laughs) Um, but, uh, so my 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 experience was with that, and I always thought the font choice for the Walking Dead comic was a little bit odd ah. because it's a, it's a little bit like, I don't know, it's kind of goofy. Looking. Like it is Like are, People are, are more experienced with the, uh, the TV show, which has just kind of like a, a basic like font style. It's not, it's not anything like remarkable or whatever, right, right. but they just went with like a basic one. But like the comic was a, a little bit like the letters, a little bit off kilter or whatever. And it wasn't until like a couple years ago that I realized they took that same <laughs> font style from this movie. Right. There you the, go. The, man. the movie poster, the um, um, and I, I like that the movie poster is in black and white, but it has this like lime green coloring yeah. for the letters. It's so cool, man. Like it's just like thinking a little bit outside the box. And so It's good look. The as for the, the movie itself, I knew that it was in black and white. I knew that the uh the uh lead of the movie was a black man, which mm-hmm. is a, a big deal, uh especially for nineteen sixty eight. It was right. n- not really anything that had had been done uh to that extent, I guess. And um I knew that there was like Like, the the leads were a black man and a white woman. Mm. And so, like, a a white man actor was not really, like, the lead of this movie. So, I knew it was a little little bit progressive that way. And uh, I knew it had zombies in it, but I didn't know to, like, what extent the zombies were... Like, what could they do? Right. Because sometimes you have, like, zombies that can, like, run. Sometimes you have zombies that are only, like, just staggering and only eating brains or whatever. But, you know, like, with vampire movies, sometimes they're affected more by sunlight than others, or sometimes they can turn only into bats. Sometimes it's like wolves and other things. Different lore. So I was like, which version of this is it? No, I had said earlier, like, oh, this is where zombies began, but I don't know if that's the case, right? Like, Mm -hmm. did zombies exist before this movie? Yeah, so that's part of the, the Wikipedia article. It is is pretty in-depth and it's pretty great, but um, one of the things they talk about is there are other zombie movies and they specifically don't reference them as zombies in this movie because they were something different. Zombies before this were, were known as like Haitian zombies where there's usually a person in control who is like reanimated a corpse. And then oh. the, I guess the idea of that is that you can connect with that because they're just kind of reanimated, but they might be able to be saved or you may be able to kill the person that's like reanimating mm-hmm. them and then save the person in some way or, or in the horror. Uh, this was sort of, from my understanding, the first of, of its ilk where it's like, they're just coming back from the dead. Um, there's really no humanity there to connect with and then, um, and see yourself as the audience, like in their shoes or whatever. It's, it, it's yeah. more bleak. And, um, there's, there's even like zombie movie. There's like a movie called zombie, uh, with just an eye at the end, I think, um, yeah, I've heard of this. There's some from like the 30s even um, that had like like Haitian zombies in it, uh, that kind of look or whatever. And then, um, yeah, there's there's some there's something that's uh, I'm trying to look at the movie, like the zombie with mm-hmm. the eye one. But but regardless, um, yeah, this was this seems to be like a turning point And and what that term was, it's almost like uh zombie was retroactively put on this movie because they just call it like flesh eating ghouls. Um, okay. Uh, one of the alternate titles they even mentioned was, uh, night of the flesh eaters was how it was hmm. first marketed. So one of the, one of the history, part of the history of this movie, which is crazy is we haven't mentioned where you can find the streaming. I watched this on max. Where did you watch this? Uh, I think it was on Peacock where Peacock. I watched it as well. So I like had a back to back is like, zombie yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah on Peacock. Double feature. It's pretty yeah. good. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's available almost everywhere. It's on prime video. I know it's on shutter. It's on oh, cool. uh, Max because it has uh, it was immediately entered in the public domain on release on accident. Have you ever heard about oh, this no. before? <laughs> I God damn it, Carl. It's part of the cultural significance. I think it is why it is so big because it's been it is able to be released by everybody. Uh, apparently, there are 200 versions of this movie just on VHS alone. There, oh, wow. there have been multiple DVD and Blu-ray releases, uh, some more official than others, some with the producers involved, some not. Uh, but essentially but it's not like different mm-hmm. cuts or anything. It's just like different studios putting out yeah. the same cut of the movie. There are. Uh, so apparently a producer did re-edit this later, like in the 80s or 90s. He like added mm-hmm. some stuff and like changed some dialogue or whatever. And people don't really like it. Uh, there have been colorized versions of this uh, one where the the ghouls the the zombies are green skinned, and one where they're gray skinned, oh. huh. uh, which is all weird. I think the black and white really works for this. Yeah, um, this you know sells sells something. Uh, and, uh, and it looks really good. But uh, there have been 3D reimaginings of this. There have been um, there's multiple projects making it animated. Like there's all kinds of stuff just because it has no copyright. And the uh, the reason mm-hmm. for that is when they were filming it. The 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 title the first title was called Monster Flick. That's what it was started to be shot under. thank god they changed that fucking right. title jesus christ and then um they moved on to uh, a few other ones and one was night of the flesh eaters and then when they finally sold it to someone they, they had a hard time getting distributors because it was so violent for its for its era and so bleak mm. uh, they had a hard time finding distributors and when they did um that company changed the title to night of the living dead And they changed the title on the film itself. And when they did that, they did not include the copyright that had been below it for Night of the Flesh Eaters. So there was just no copyright claim on the movie when it was released. And I guess at that time in America, copyright had to be exclusively, you know, claimed. Uh, for it to be copyrighted so uh it immediately entered the public domain um and has become this like you know crazy thing ever since or whatever so uh back to your original question of like zombies and stuff it was uh they didn't call it that because they didn't really consider it that and it's been retroactively called that and now yeah it is it is definitely the zombies that we know and love you know kind of were were birthed from this movie as, you know, as far as i'm aware so that's cool it like popularized this version of zombies right yeah like the flesh eating the the waking up from the dead the shooting in the head type stuff i think all that's kind of from this it's it it is you know uh, the dracula of its era or whatever it's like establishing the main rules for this creature uh that yeah. we know and love and uh mm-hmm. man i'm so glad for it for that reason alone you know because i love zombie stuff now yeah it's cool like uh i i feel like a lot of this um i i think that's something that the walking dead does well is Zombies have no real like personality or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. like a horde of it's like a plague of locusts in a way, you know. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. sure if if it's coming your way, you know, you want it to like defend yourself or like hide from it or whatever, and like let it go by or or, or whatever. But they don't really have like personality. There's mm-hmm. not anything they want or desire. It's just they're 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 working strictly off of like basic wants, right? Just yeah. just to like eat brains or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and really like a lot of the drama comes from like human interaction which is what I liked about this movie. Should we go ahead and get into spoilers so we can I, Yeah, get I think into that's a that. good okay. good time for it. Okay, perfect. Um one of the the things that I liked about this movie is that it really got into the um the horror coming from interacting with other people mm. in this type of distressed situation. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, when they're in the house and it's just Ben and Barbara, Oh, the two bees. Hey, for more bee talk, <laughs> listen to those outtakes. Um, but like, it's just them. And it seems like the movie gets to a place and I've never seen this movie before. And right. I, I, you know, detailed kind of what I knew about it before watching it. And because it's an older movie and like older movies kind of tend to meander a little bit, which mm-hmm. is a, like a, a turnoff for me. Um, I thought, okay, they're just gonna get like boarded up in this house and just kind of waited out, and maybe like one or two things would happen, or maybe like Ben and Barbara would get into an argument. But like, I don't know. I I just thought we were going to spend a lot of time in right. this like established scenario of like the zombies are out there, they can't really get to us, we're safe in here. But like, are these people gonna fall in love, or like whatever right. the case may be? But it the movie kind of ratchets things up uh in a in like a, a good pace mm-hmm. I, I was going to say like in a natural way, but you know, like people secretly hiding in a basement isn't necessarily natural, but you know it's <laughs> right right doing the best it can it, it makes sense that that would be yeah the case in this movie, so when we see the the basement people,' it's like, oh, here's a new wrinkle to this story, yeah. like what are they going to be like you know and i I was worried watching this movie because Ben is a black man that. And, you know, it taking place in the time that mm-hmm. it did that there was going to be some racial component to it. Right. But there wasn't. And that was a relief. And I, I kind of picked up on that as we were like going through the movie. So that was cool. And then, um, you know, seeing the 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 interactions of the different people. And even though like Harry and his wife are there with their their kid who is bitten, mm-hmm. they're like. There's some, like, marital strife between them or right. whatever. and She says a um, line I love. She's like, just because we can't stand living together doesn't mean we have to die together this way or something yeah. like that. It was really Uh-oh. well said. And I was like, oh, damn, they are fighting. They do not like each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and good reason, because he's a fucking dick. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And uh, she likes boring cereal, so I <laughs> you know, kind of side with Harry on that one. But, um, yeah, just, like, the, the human interaction was cool. And right. it being such a, like... Closed nets, uh, group of people. Like, if this mm-hmm. was like uh, took place over like several encampments um, um, with like 20 people in an ensemble cast, that'd be like a, a different type of storytelling. Totally. But I like that they were all kind of like forced together. It's almost like a, a bottle episode of TV where it all takes place in, in one spot uh-huh. and you just have those characters interacting and they're interacting and whatnot. Um, so I like that part a lot. And then later on in the movie where they're like, okay, so we just need to make it. Because they see the, the, the TV, right? Uh, the, the news is reporting, oh, if you can make it here, then they've got doctors and can you know provide safety and whatnot. And uh, they were like, OK, so there's a truck outside. We just need to go get the truck. There's a gas uh, pump out mm-hmm. back. We make it over there. We'll be home free. Then they try that. And that goes tits up as well. So it's right. like, fuck. <laughs> so like each avenue they try to explore to get to like ultimate safety is like cut off in these like creative ways or whatever. So I, I really appreciate uh, that aspect of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love all those points you just made, and I want to address a few of them. And because and, it was so interesting. So uh, my opponent number said, one. <laughs> uh, number one is you mentioned that there's no like racial component to the movie uh, with with a black actor as the lead, and uh, that was kind of purposeful. The script was just written. I guess just with anybody in mind, right. It wasn't necessarily yeah. a white guy either, but, uh, essentially at that time, I'm sure it was just, you know, thought of as a, a whole, a white cast, whatever. And then, uh, George Romero just said like, yeah, he was the best person to audition by far. So, uh, he got the That's role all it takes. and they That's didn't all change mean. anything, uh, mm-hmm. from the script. Like it has nothing to do mm-hmm. with that. And one of the things I read was he's not the first black actor, like cast in a main role or anything. Uh, in fact, the year before 1967, Sidney Poitier was in, in the heat of the night, but, the thing with Sidney Poitier, mm-hmm. and he is the main character in that movie, um, is that it's a racial component. He is a, a new cop in a southern town that is full of racist people and cops, and he oh. has to deal with that. It's all about the, races, the racism and whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the entire point of that movie, which, in the heat of the night, is a phenomenal movie. I watched that uh, a few years ago for AFI's Top 100 Movies list that I was trying to get through a long time ago. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's fantastic, but it also is specifically about the racial elements of the 1960s. Um, This one, Dawn of the Dead, uh, I mean, not Dawn of the Dead, uh, Night of the Living Dead, uh, a lot of people, you know, see a lot of things that it's trying to say, like um, race relations, Vietnam was going on at this time, like um, capitalism even, like this is like the, someone said this is like the inevitable conclusion of uh, American capitalism, was we all eat each other. Because we're all competing <laughs> yeah. for, for everything. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, kind of. Uh, so I definitely see that subtext there, too, and just kind of the emotional strife. But uh, that's why I like horror movies, right? Like, they can write horrific things that are otherworldly, crazy scenarios. But uh, they they have that basis, whereas other, quote-unquote, more serious movies, like In the Heat of the Night, are doing it on its face, right? But yeah. um, I love that this one, they didn't change that. He's just, he just is a black man, which has implications mm-hmm. in that era and, and always. Uh, but... You know, what wasn't specifically made for that, which uh, I, I dig as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was so worried of like, God, I'm going to hear some white people say the. I, just, I don't know if I can do this. You know? But uh, yeah. luckily not. Luckily not. It never like came to that. It seems like he was able to command the room right. uh, amongst all these like heated tempers and like all this like drama that they've all been right. through and uh yeah so i was appreciative of that great job georgia you did it again, you know <laughs> and by all accounts he's an amazing hero like he he mm-hmm. is the one to like get things done uh, you know boarding up the house and stuff i think he has the generally the best ideas maybe going in the basement might have been a better idea but uh not for the reasons like i thought it would be i think he was just being a coward harry or whatever but yeah um you know eventually uh they you know they kind of make their way down there to save themselves and stuff but um yeah i uh i don't remember what else i was going to address from your points so uh point seated fine okay But, (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i do like the uh the cultural significance uh of this movie um and, uh, and the way, like you said, it, like it, the way it plays out with the different characters and stuff, um, I think it moves at a pretty good pace. Like It could be yeah. fairly boring, but the black and white might turn some people off, but it shouldn't. Um, oh I think my it God. totally works in this one. I, I was it, trying to look up too totally when Psycho came out, because Psycho was like early 60s and in black and white. Uh, mm-hmm. Much Many of the movies were in color by this point, but um, that this was cheaper, right? So they, they mm-hmm. just needed uh, to, you know, spend as, as little money as possible. Um, that farmhouse uh they rented it was about to be demolished so they knew they could destroy it um the basement is is fake it's actually in the the hardman's office but um so they just like literally cut a hole in the wall and put a fake door there that leads nowhere so (laughs) they just made things work you know which i love Mm -hmm. um and this is one of the top grossing movies of all time uh for like or like for making its money back like it was made for like 100 grand um within a few years it grossed uh 18 million dollars internationally earning 250 wow. times its budget uh that's crazy so even though like eventually they didn't have the copyright for it and it you know they probably would have made a lot more money in video sales over all these years uh mm. it did make a lot of money in the beginning so um just overall it's a, it's quite an achievement yeah um one thing that stood out to me is the the black and white of it all like it's i knew that it was filmed that way but i wasn't sure if that was just like if that was specifically done that way for like Uh, artistic uh, merit or if it was Mm. just like, oh, this is what we can afford or or whatever the case. That said, it looks fucking fantastic. I love when they're in the house, especially, and they've got light from like the 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 blinds or whatever like right. peeking through and the way it lights certain things or um toward the end of the movie where ben goes down to the basement and there's like this the shaft of light that's coming down and he's kind of like trying to figure out if there's a, a way to get out of the basement mm-hmm. and he like hunkers down in this like a little lit area of the basement with and he's like holding the gun just like the way certain shots are right. like oh or framed or whatever th- they just make the most out of everything with it and uh it, it just looks great, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I totally agree with that. I was surprised because I, th- I thought it would be more... I thought it would be, like, beloved, but it's also, like, all these other reasons of why it's, you know, become this cultural phenomenon, but... um, And it would just be, like, shot, you know, kind of shittily, like like black and white clerks, you know, which uh, I love, yeah. but uh, is not... You know, Kevin Smith, uh, we'll talk about that. He's not the best, you know, at, like, framing things and moving the camera or moving people or whatever, but uh, this one was actually mm-hmm. surprising. It was... It was very dynamic. I think the shots were composed well. The lighting was beautiful. It was so moody. And like you said, it's uh, with the black and white film, especially like it shows up so well. It's a yeah. it's shot like a noir film. And um, yeah, it's just uh, it really stands out for its, you know, cinematography as well. Like that surprised me. Yeah. And anything that is like shot on a, a black background really like turns it into like a deep black. So when uh, we see the the zombies approaching at night because their their skin is so like Uh, white and contrasting with the black. Right. Uh, the darkness behind it, it really like pops. So you see these like figures like kind of appear out of nowhere. And yeah. it's just, it's a, it's a little bit haunting. I can see how that could be like scary back then or whatever. But you know, you and I were both very like tough guys. <laughs> this isn't even a little bit scary. We're very like, tough guys. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I like changed my pampers a few times, but that's just the, the normal course of my day. I drink a lot of juice. Okay. Well, um, uh, yeah, as you ahead. mentioned with, uh, with scaring people at the time, like obviously the 60s were a different era. Uh, this movie was was known for being like really horrific and violent uh, for its era, and then I, I keep mentioning bleak because uh, you know we're in the spoiler territory, so obviously people know that the ending at this point. But um, wow, the whole mm-hmm. thing is so fucking bleak by the end, right? Like yeah. everybody just dies. Um, we'll get to the the real ending with Ben in a second, but um, there was a, a segment in the Wikipedia about the premiere controversy, and uh, I love this mm. this section because um, in in the sixties. Uh, movie horror movies like weren't really you know that popular. Uh, Psycho was kind of like a juggernaut hit out of nowhere, and everybody watched it. It seemed, but um, I guess from like the '50s, like schlocky alien B movies, horror movies, and stuff, like pretty much only drew like adolescent crowds. So it was like yeah. mostly like children and teenagers that went to them. So this movie uh, was shot uh, around uh, Pittsburgh, I guess Pennsylvania uh, area, and it premiered in Pennsylvania uh, at an afternoon showing, uh, a matinee for children <laughs> or like mostly children arrived because yeah. uh-huh. that's what they were like they're the ones to watch it and uh roger ebert of all people uh describes his uh his experience watching this with children in the audience and how oh, horrific boy. it was because they were expecting the schlocky 50s kind of horror stuff where it's horrific and they get scared but you know it ends on a happy note the the army comes in and people win or whatever uh, and then he said like the kids were like into it for the first half. And then he looked over at like uh, a, a six year old girl across the aisle from him crying during the second half of this movie because she was just utterly terrified about what was happening on screen. And he was Bullshit. like to a six or seven year old, like what's happening is real. That hero yeah. is a real hero. And when mm-hmm. they when that hero just gets shot in the, in the fucking head at the end. and that's the bleak ending you know like he was like it ruined some fucking childhoods you know Mm uh he he came back later on to say that he did love the movie uh but you know he was just like uh flabbergasted by that so you might ask yourself like well weren't there ratings here uh one month after the release of this movie the mpaa was created (laughs) (laughs) so like if a movie came out it was just a movie it was just a movie they had like a code they had like the hollywood code uh, mm-hmm. where they would like self-impose like not showing like two people in the same bed together or like they would not show a, a toilet flushing or a toilet at all like until psycho uh, that didn't even happen or whatever they had like their own code of ethics but uh, not a real like readings board like an independent readings board. And so, yeah, uh, I don't think it was necessarily because of this movie, but it just so happened, the timing, uh, that they were like, oh, this is not to be seen by everybody. Uh, This is Mm -hmm. pretty horrific. And uh, I think it's funny because it looks so tame now, too. Like, it could be scary to someone, but—and yeah, maybe kids still, I don't know. But I feel like kids have seen—even, like, young kids that haven't seen many movies would probably just be like, yeah, it's black and white. It's old. Like, I can't even see the blood. Uh, right, you know like yeah. it's not it's not red blood or whatever uh, it mm-hmm. kind of desensitizes a little bit but uh, man to a child in the 60s apparently this was like some fucking fresh horror you know yeah I I got so wrapped up in the characters that it was more it was not scary to me but it's like oh how are these characters that are like going to get out of this Good situation call. right especially when there's like escalating issues that arise throughout the movie and you know when they're like out getting gas and that goes awry and like it's like two of the people <laughs> explode in the truck, <laughs> yeah, that's and then up, like man. I <laughs> I really thought that Ben was going to then like pick up the like gasoline hose and like spray all the zombies down and then like oh. light them all on fire. Yeah, cool. But he didn't. He just like kind of like back back into the house. Right. And, um. Well. Uh. What's his name? Fucking Harry wouldn't, wouldn't let him up. in. Oh so my god! Was, what like, a dick. Yeah, it's just like, oh, my God, it was just so frustrating. So right, right. I was more invested on, like, how has Ben going to survive this ordeal? Yeah. So when we got to the end of the movie and he was just, like, boarded up down in the basement and the zombies just kind of lost their interest all of a sudden yeah. and just, like, left or whatever. I thought, oh, OK. So then the the Calvary is going to show up and, mm-hmm. like, get him out of there. Steven, I made it my entire life. That's right. Twenty-two years, wink. <laughs> Without knowing how this movie ended. Oh, amazing. So Ugh. when I saw that one of the quote, good guys with a gun right. took out Ben, my jaw literally dropped. Oh my God. I could not believe it. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. It really throws what? you for a loop. But it's a really good ending to the movie. It is. You know? It's it like the landing, man. Yeah, man. It's like yeah. um like any zombie movie like the the dawn of the dead the Zack snyder one mm-hmm. that has like a, a kind of a similar ending i guess like yeah it, like most zombie movies or content just generally don't end well it's you're just gonna get overwhelmed with like a, a swarm of the undead right essentially you know or, or like the the people that are, are trying to help or just people being shitheads it's not going to end well yeah uh so. there's a guy at my work who loves to ask lots of random questions um like what's your you know what's your favorite fast food restaurant that kind of stuff whatever but mm-hmm. his latest Is one me <laughs> does this work for you <laughs> his latest one was uh at, 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 like which type of apocalypse would you want to face and how long do you think you would survive and my answer has been like for all types of apocalypses i don't want to survive like they all sound <laughs> terrible and zombies sound one of the worst because you have yeah. the zombies and then you have the fucking people which i think the walking dead really nails that's the people you really mm. fear but uh, i feel like that's how it would go down right like society would crumble and then all the shitheads would come out and rule the world and i don't want to be a part of that either so yeah yeah that would be that would be rough man because like I don't have that kind of weaponry sitting around, you know. Right? He was like, "How long do you survive?" And I was like, "I mean." He was like, "Well, how long would it take you to access a gun?" And I was like, "I mean, not. T- I'm in Texas. I could probably go to anywhere and get a gun. I can go to Arby's I and mean, get a gun. You know? they like mail one out to us yeah. like every week. So I'll just check my mailbox. I guess they won't sign know. us up for uh, automatic voter registration, but they will send every can <laughs> you know every uh, resident a gun. You know, so uh-huh. everybody has one. But uh, but I was like, but I would I want one. Ugh, I don't know, like." Um, the whole scenario just seems horrible. And, uh, yeah, this, this movie, uh, as you said, I think when I watched it, I was like a late teen, early, uh, early twenties. Um, I think I also did not know the ending. It wasn't spoiled because it's almost like this movie is known, but it's not really talked about. Like the the plot of it necessarily isn't even talked about, which is really simple. Just people locked in the house. But, um, I definitely did not know the ending. And I feel like even this viewing, uh, the whole movie is like maybe a five or six to me. As it goes through, and then when that happens, even though I hate it that it happens to Ben, when he gets shot, it goes up to like a fucking eight or nine, like instantly. It makes the movie for me. It makes it like, oh, wow, well, that's fucked up. And yeah, all of this didn't matter. And uh, like you said, like a good guy with a gun came and quote unquote Mm -hmm. saved the day and fucking shot our hero, you know? And it just, I don't know. I I really liked, I I don't know, it sticks the landing for me. It makes it so uh, so much darker that uh, it helps. Yeah, I know. You, you think that, like, uh, you hear the trumpets on the distance, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, great. This is good. Clap, right? <laughs> you know, <this> you <laughs> just catch one to the dome. Right. It's just like, God damn, like everything that poor Ben had been through up to that point, like yeah. you said, it's just, just like, oh, none of it mattered, you know? None of it matters this is uh, the point of reality. There is none. Right. It's just, I it's, mean, it, it's all bad. This is reflecting a lot of our, our reality. And yeah, I mean, that's part of it. Um, yeah. I did want to mention before he dies, one of the other creepy things that I think, uh, was well shot and very, uh, intense and creepy was the, uh, the daughter the reanimated daughter killing her mom with a fucking spade, (laughs) um, stabbing her. And it's like, it cuts from the mom's face and the shadow of the the weapon going across her. And then to the kid, like stabbing her over and over again. Uh, That Mm. was, that was pretty fucking dark as well. Um, Yeah. The fact that they also like utilized a child who had been bitten in turns. And this was pretty, uh, I think forward thinking and uh, probably threw a lot of people off at the time. But um, much like a lot of homages have come from this since then, um i think that's like part of the the allure to me like the the remake dawn of the dead from Zack snyder like you said has like a pregnant lady who's been bitten and that leads into all kinds of shenanigans Mm. and uh i feel like this was a precursor to that you know they're like oh we're gonna get an unborn baby up in here you know (laughs) and (laughs) uh i don't know like that is one of my favorite things in that dawn of the dead as well that that storyline so um yeah this is like a, a good legacy for sure uh, I thought it was interesting that zombies in this movie were able to use objects as weapons, like oh, the yeah. spade and the, like one of the zombies right. picks up a rock and like smashes out a headlight and and uh, they like pick up uh, toward the end of the movie when they like get in the house, they pick up like <laughs> objects from around the house and like right. start banging on the, the basement door and everything. I thought that was interesting because we don't really see that. That's now, been given up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like they have no mental faculties now. They're just kind of clawing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that's what I like about all these two is like vampires, you know, lore can change, were, werewolf stuff can change, zombie stuff can change, but um, yeah. they, for the most part though, like most of those things have stuck and I think they have been from this movie and um, yeah, I'm kind of glad though. I don't, I don't need, I, it worked in this movie and I, especially that little girl killing her mom was pretty fucking, uh, you know, tragic, but um, yeah. I don't, I don't like zombies picking stuff up. That's not like a, a, a <laughs> yeah. trope that I want to be adopted again or anything. So Yeah. Uh, they're also afraid of fire in this movie, yeah. which I thought was interesting. And they can it's be like burned a, alive. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was interesting. Which is uh, like a Frankenstein approach to it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you got to represent like Frankenstein's monster. What else can we represent? Like, I feel like we mm. got to have some stuff in there for like you got some Frankenbarry, Dracula's, right? And- yeah. <laughs> uh just like you know uh maybe like whenever it's nighttime if there's a full moon they start howling at it or something right. you know so like oh it's like they're like werewolves oh, as okay well. got they're it like, got it that's fun yeah hell yeah dude yeah the fire thing was interesting um so you know they go in the basement in this movie that like Shaun of the dead they also go into a basement uh of the winchester at some point <laughs> <sighs> i gotta rewatch this fucking movie dude <laughs> <laughs> You're right, but it also made me think of, uh, and this makes people watch. Like I said, all the the dead movies that he made, that Romero made, but uh, also all the other zombie movies that I love so much. And one of those is uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, where in the beginning yeah. they are locked in a house uh, with some people, and they've had like boarded up the windows, but they specifically have like no lights on, no fire going. They are being like absolutely quiet, um, even like you know their their glasses and plateware or whatever. They're being quiet. Because the zombies will find them. And on this one, I was like, what's this guy doing? He's like, oh, he's lighting a chair on fire outside. <laughs> yeah. That's just going to draw more zombies, bro. Uh-huh. Like, what the fuck? Uh, but then it's like, oh, it's a whole different thing here, though, right? Like, he, then they, 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 they do like scour away for a second, but, mm-hmm. um, but then they like more and more come, you know, to the house and everything. So I was like, yeah, maybe burning them alive might help, but lighting fires to uh, keep them away from you is probably just going to bring more to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought the same thing like before that uh, they're in the house and it's just like Ben and Barbara, as far as we're aware. And he's like, go ahead and turn on uh, more lights or something. I was like, no, why would, why? Yeah. <laughs> because that's going to attract them. And you you would think the same thing right. with the fires. The It seems like in other media, that's where zombies kind of flock to because they see, oh, there's something there's happening. Something. there. Let right. me walk, walk toward that or whatever. whatever. But uh, not in this movie. It's a little, a little bit different. <laughs> a little different, man. So yeah, yeah. But, uh, look, it was a, a good time overall. You mm-hmm. know, there's there's a, a, a part in the movie where Ben and Barbara are, like going at it, you know, arguing, and she slaps him, and then he like slaps her back, and just like, oh my god, collapses yeah. her. I was like, holy shit! And he's like, fine, I can get some work done. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> keep, uh, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And then a there's definitely um, the so there was a remake. One of the remakes of this was from 1990, I guess, and uh, it was. Okay. Produced, it was helped by Romero and okay. it is directed by Tom Savini, who, uh, oh, yeah, uh, visual effects extraordinaire. He's also uh, mm. a character in uh, From Dust Till Dawn, uh, cool guy. Um, and uh, Tony Todd plays Ben in that one. Oh, okay, so interesting, interesting That's cast. Cool. Uh, do what? That's cool. That's cool. That, that, that uh, Candyman, and also, exactly. Like, is he Candyman? Is he the middle of living dead? Mm. <laughs> right, um, but yeah, I, I'm curious for to see like how that one plays out because one of the things with this movie, um, and we're we're trying to wrap this down, or whatever. But uh, mm. the women in this movie are not strong characters. Uh, Barbara in particular <laughs> really has nothing to do. She just like sits around like spaced out. You know, like her her brother was eaten by or like killed in front of her. You know yeah. uh, and all that but apparently the new Barbara and the 1990 movie they give a lot more agency and she can actually do shit uh, but there was one line in this movie um, where they're like they're talking about escaping and the, the guys are talking right the men are talking and they're like uh, we have a child with us she's sick we have women and I was like and they can't run like what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about they can fight yeah uh, they really give the women like nothing and uh, so that was that's definitely of its era and uh could be improved upon and i'm curious for that 1990 revisit for that but uh for the most part though i think i can forgive things of their era and uh and you know and be fine with that or whatever so it's definitely not the strongest female characters in this but i'm curious Mm. for the rest of the dead series as well because i feel like romero is a fairly progressive guy like you know casting a a black actor as the main character in this and not making it about race at all and um, the stuff he's talking about in our society is the subtext for this, and his other movies I'm curious about. But um, yeah, I uh, definitely could have used more from from the the women in this movie. But uh, you get Ben, so he's so he's so good that you're kind of like, yeah, whatever, I forgive it all, you know. Yeah, I, I kind of like that Barbara was so traumatized throughout the movie because we don't really like see that often in these type of stories. But yeah, that's like, true. It, it was a point where like way late into. Th- like toward the end of the movie where she was still like rattled I, I was hoping that she would eventually like rally and like start right. helping out more but it-, it-, it seemed like she was really like shook the entire time but uh you know it- it- I could go kind of either way on like, right. and then like I get ya. The-, the-, the last thing I want to mention is like in this movie it's purported that uh, the zombies may have been caused by radiation from Venus mm. because there was like a uh, an irradiated satellite that like uh i guess like did it crash back on earth or whatever something like that yeah yeah and so maybe that's where it was but like there were three competing people like in a walk and talk type of fucking scene on tv from a reporter where like the scientist was like yeah this is definitely where it came from then the military general was like i don't know about that like a third guy was like it could be either way (laughs) they all like got a car together or whatever but uh i thought that was interesting it's like you kind of somewhat acknowledge it but like in the end who fucking cares it's it's zombies you know yeah and i'm curious for the rest of his dead series because um as it was described on wiki it was kind of like it is the unraveling of society as the uh, an outbreak happens but they're Mm -hmm. made like years apart so i don't know if they're supposed to be sort of like you know in continuity together they're not really related i don't think like character wise but and i'm not sure if they're supposed to be the exact same zombie outbreak but by the end of this one even though our hero dies there are these you know these hunting parties going throughout the countryside like killing these things it seems like they're they're gonna win you know eventually we just we see the bad ending but they're gonna win you know humanity's gonna win but it seems like the other ones it's like they don't things have crumbled and uh it gotten worse and that's one of the reasons i like zombie movies so much like you said like they they're always going to keep coming like they can spread so fast and so easily um yeah. the their overwhelming numbers even though they're like slow zombies and stuff instead of the fast modern ones um it's just that the sheer numbers of them like versus a vampire or werewolves where it's always like a one off person pretty much or a small group uh, at best uh zombies are fucking everywhere and that's the horror yeah. of it so mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm curious to see how the rest of his films play out. I don't know how related they are, or, but I just love the idea of like, you know, they're breaking down a society in different stages. So, yeah. Men are from Mars, women make zombies. You know? <laughs> uh, you said it, man. I've, seen, I've read that book. Hey, we've all read it. Is that it, your you second know? book you're going to read? Yeah. I, I've Okay. I've read like the back cover or whatever. It's like, what is this? I don't know. There's too many words. Two to four years from now, we're going to get that review, man. It's going to be nice. Oh, but it's going to be a hot one. <laughs> Brace yourself. Well, uh, did you have any other notes or anything you wanted to talk about with this? Uh, no, I, I feel like we covered like the bulk of the things I wanted to discuss. Right like on. overall, I fucking loved this movie. Right, right I had on, man. so much fucking fun. Awesome. like throughout it, like I didn't quite know where it was going. And then uh, the end surprised me. Mm-hmm. But like it's, it's kind of the, the best ending possible for it. Yeah, for sure. Did you watch this? Unfortunately alone? for Ben. Yeah, I did. Yes. Yeah. OK, right on. I didn't think your wife would be into this like, I don't know, older movie or I don't know, this type of movie or whatever. But uh, honestly, I didn't even ask her. I was just like, don't even <laughs> worry. Know, better yes i i got this i I also did not ask my wife to watch it uh i can't remember Mm -hmm. if she had seen it with me before but um i I didn't think she'd be that into it we've been trying to watch more horror movies for october and stuff but right now we're still into our our classics um from like the late 90s we grew up with so or the the 80s but um yeah this was a, a fun watch for me uh like i said i didn't i didn't love it but uh like it won't be in my rotation but I respect it. I would love to watch this like in the theater or like with people. Um Edgar Wright, if you're listening, uh hit me up. I'd love mm-hmm. to watch this with you, obviously. This might as well, you know. Big listener, uh, I'm sure. But um yeah, it was uh it was good and then that ending really just ratchets everything up and it's like, "Oh wow, when it ends, I'm like, "Oh fuck. That was a good movie." Like it really sells yeah. the sells the the ending there, so. uh uh-huh. I'm into that. But uh yeah, man, it it I had wild. fun talking about this with you and uh and watching this one i'm glad we we threw in like a a real old one at this point in our in our list of, of things to watch um for for october so this was a this was a fun one man glad you suggested it oh my god i'm i'm glad you went along with it because uh this is one that's been a long time coming it's uh, a classic for a reason i think mm-hmm. and uh you know part of the the rotation i like to do for our spooky season episodes. It's like, I want to watch something old, you know, I want to go to like some old horror and, and put that in the rotation as well. So, uh, this is one that I have seen mentioned on a number of, uh, documentary series about horror. And I thought, you know what, let's just fucking go for it. So we did. And it was, uh, it was a blast truly. Yeah. I, uh, I, I enjoyed this. I'm glad you suggested it as we said, but, uh, and I'm, I'm glad I went along with it as well because, uh, Brent, you have good ideas sometimes. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Every once in, in a while. Hey, you know, like, most of the year, no. Hard no time. on everything. But this one, it kind of worked out. Not too shabby. Um, yeah, I think it's like uh, every April, uh, you have a good idea for April Fool's episode, and then every October. <laughs> yeah. And then you get yeah. that half year thing going on, you know, and you're, you're good, man. You got the whole year round now. You got to make it work. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, should I, should I crawl up on this jungle gym? And it's like, well, how do you think this one's going to work out? So yeah. Beware of the Legend of Jungle Gym, man. Oh, my God. He's coming for you. Yeah. He's a killer. Uh, you know? Yeah, speaking of last year, uh, we released the, uh, the skit we did, The Legend of Jungle Gym. Definitely go yes. find that. Uh, that was a fun skit to, to produce. But uh, this year, I've been releasing a, uh, a series of little shorts that I had filmed, uh, little horror shorts with my nephew, Christian, and uh, they are called The Haunt is Alive. Parts one and two are out. Part uh, three, will the, the final concluding chapter, will be released on Friday the 13th coming up. So uh, go yes. find those. Go uh, find me on my Instagram. I've been linking to them. You can go find me on YouTube. My uh, YouTube channel is called A Little Less Profound Films. And um, yeah, I've been releasing those. And I've had a good, good response from our, our friends and family and some other people. So uh, I'm looking forward to people seeing the concluding chapter to The Haunt is Alive and it's only a couple of minutes long each chapter I love so that, right? uh, get in get out and then anticipate the next one and steven you're doing great work oh, i have a so. blast watching them so much fucking fun so listeners definitely go watch that we can put the the link in the show notes hey, right well, on, so man. people can just simply pull that up tap it and then clap it and then okay. fact you know what oh, I'm saying? hey baby
1: you
0: know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i uh want to give a shout out to our our friend boozy as well he uh he finished filming his uh, short film that we had mentioned the Kickstarter for, they they were already gung-ho to go ahead and do that. And uh, I think they finished that. So I'm super excited to see Abhorrent when that releases as well. And uh, I love that all, all of our friends are, are getting into this game and just making cool shit. I, I love our friends. Mm-hmm. I want to see what they're making. And uh, I wanted to put some stuff out there uh, myself as well. So hopefully it, yeah. uh, it scares some people and uh, people have fun with it. It's, it's supposed to be like kind of goosebumps inspired. It's, you know, teenager and it's, you know, it's not too violent or anything, you know. It's just supposed to be like scary and fun, so yeah, uh, yeah, go check it out, man. And then uh, next week, what is, uh, what is our topic next week, Mr. Brent? Steven, as you mentioned, our next episode is coming out on Friday the 13th. So later Ooh. this very week, once Steven's third and final part, the mm-hmm. concluding chapter to "The Hunt is alive, drops, then you can listen to our episode on Friday the 13th, which is an episode about. Friday the Thirteenth. yeah. Parts one, two, and three. The review portion of it is going to be a crossover with Ross Lictay yeah. and the Nudist Colony that podcast. Was fun. And uh, yeah, we've as Stephen alluded to, we've already recorded that portion of it. Ooh, so nerds. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, it was it was a fun time and uh, a, a good discussion, and uh, I hope people will uh, check that out. And then after that. If that's not enough, Ooh. you know, that following Tuesday, we're talking about The Thing. Ooh, yeah. From 1982. Yeah. Starring Kurt Russell. Man. Keith David. And introducing A Thing? <laughs> yeah. What? It's All got right. diabetes in it. <laughs> that's right. You got mm-hmm. diabetes in there. Yeah. You know? And then uh, that, might be, ready. that might be The Thing. You know? That that's might that's be The a Thing, That's a giant yeah. diabetes commercial. <laughs> <laughs> he's like when you're locked in a research facility at the mm. at the north pole or wherever they're at uh mm. all you gotta do is eat a lot of snacks you know so uh, i've been eating too many sugary snacks got that diabetes yeah. that's how it starts man mm. just keep a pocket full of wheat germ on you at all times right. you know just a snacky case. wolf some of that down you Right. Know? <laughs> you know, put bulk in your stool and <laughs> keep the beatness away for a little bit um, so yeah i uh I am a big fan of uh, this series we've been doing of all these scary movies, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, people hearing our discussion of Friday the 13th. That was a lot of fun, and I'm glad we mm-hmm. did that as like that, that first trilogy. That was that was an extra episode this month, and that'll be good, but then really looking forward to The Thing as well. I haven't seen that movie in it quite a while um, by one of my favorite directors, John Carpenter, so really looking forward to revisiting that one um potentially uh we we are looking to have a guest on that one but uh yeah that guest has mentioned that he wants to try to watch the prequel which is also unfortunately titled the thing uh from 2011 (laughs) i believe and uh he's Uh almost convinced me to watch it as well Uh, if i have time i might do it i'm i'm just curious enough i haven't seen it since it came out uh the thing it's you know from 1982 is uh fucking classic and it, it's just phenomenal I don't know why anybody would try to touch that again but um mm-hmm. you know it is what it is so I'm I might be curious enough we'll see but uh looking forward mm-hmm. to a discussion with you man Yeah absolutely uh either either way like the movie is a banger I watched it a, a couple of years ago and uh I was really impressed with it, it was the first time I had saw it and I was like wow no wonder people like this movie so much. It's it's really good. Right. Yeah. I don't like body horror at I know. all, but, but it's so good, that, right? It's, like it's so fucking it's good. Kind of like the par- elevate. the paranoia aspect of it yes. all is just wonderful, it's so. phenomenal, yeah. Check it out. And yeah, looking forward. We got a lot of good stuff on the docket here, so yeah, Absolutely. So again, to reiterate, this Friday, Stevens, concluding chapter 2, The Hunt is Alive on YouTube. Mm-hmm as well as our episode episode 324 of this podcast no 325 Oh man we're gonna get all this of is <laughs> sorry 325 <laughs> comes out this friday right. as well uh, where we talk about friday the 13th parts one two and three And then uh, the following Tuesday, just a few days later, Mm -hmm. episode 326, we're talking about The Thing from 1982. So we got a jam-packed schedule, but it's all going to be entertaining stuff. Looking forward to it, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to much more scary shenanigans this month. So uh, as usual, you can find us uh, online, all the infos in the show notes, uh, specifically my Instagram. Uh, You can follow me at stephenfisher22. That'll uh, get you to uh, a link to my YouTube, or you can find me at a little less profound films on YouTube. And, uh, please rate, review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is always appreciated helps more people find us and please tell your friends. So, uh, the people we like can find us, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this was a blast, man. I'm super looking forward to uh, people here in the Friday the 13th episode and then reviewing The Thing next week with you. And uh, I had a blast today and uh, looking forward to um, all, all the scary stuff, man. Absolutely. Me too. I'm so glad we keep this to an hour and a half today as uh, we discussed. It's <laughs> uh, partially my fault. But, hey, you know what? Sometimes we're just chatty-capping. So it happens, man. It is what we, it is. We, it happens. Kind man. of stuck to it. We're pretty good. We're kind pretty of good. For us. You <laughs> yeah, know, this pretty counts. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, I had a blast, man. Uh, until next time. I'm Steven, I'm Brent,
1: and I'm Georgia
0: <laughs> ah, Thanks, Georgia. <laughs> and let's talk later. One, two, three, record. It didn't work? Did it not work? Yeah, just go ahead and do it now. It's fine. There we go. Man, this is like... Uh, was that, like, two episodes in a row, I think? Yeah, it keeps doing it to me. Last time, definitely my fault. This time, wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. didn't want to do it? It was just the robots that were like, no. <laughs> yeah, you know how they used to Simplest shut us down in the middle? This time they're like, we're <laughs> not even starting. <laughs> yeah, <we're> <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good can come from this. We and don't I even want to go em. there, you know? Yeah. Can't Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Um, Steven, I, uh, I, I feel like we've talked about this in the past, but to, like, reiterate... My stance on bees. The animal, the bee. Oh, okay. Sure. So when I was very little, I was in daycare and I got stung by a wasp. And I understand this is a different animal, but stick with me. I got stung by a wasp on my finger and it... Oh, wait. No. I got stung somewhere. I don't know what it was. It fucking hurt. I didn't swell Mm -hmm. up. I didn't have any type of allergic reaction. Mm. And then like... Uh, A few years ago, when I was mowing my backyard, there was a um, a wasp that came and stung me right in my like the top of my ear. Whoa! I was like, "God damn it! It fucking sucks." Again, no allergic reaction. I just don't like spot. They're one of like three animals that I hate. You know, all other animals are cool to me, but like fucking wasps, hate them. Get out of here with that shit. Are they animals? Um, Animals? Yeah, they're like little uh, living beings. I suppose. Yeah. I, you're you think like they're a plant? they are alive <laughs> yeah. uh, i i would say they're like a bug but i it's like spiders you know definitely have like eight legs and then it's like <laughs> bugs have like six legs and i was like well what is that uh-huh. i don't know i just i i'm i'm going with it i just was like mm. am i do I know what an animal is, basically? <laughs> Let's see. There's the drummer from the Muppets. Okay, there's one. How many limbs does he have? Does he have any wings? Uh, he's does got he sting brins? If he moves his arms fast enough, that's a lot. I'll Man, tell you. I like that. Ah! That's, you know, doesn't know you've been attacked by an animal. So um, you're terrified anyway. of, of bees and wasps. Got it. Well, just wasps. Bees. I got stung by a bee on the finger. That's what I was trying to relate to with oh, that. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was, like, I don't know, like, 10 years old. And my fingers swole up. So I had an allergic reaction. Ugh. Therefore, like, uh, things like that tend to, like, get worse as you age. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but that's just, like, something I've heard. So if I were to get stung by a bee, no good's going to come from it, right? right. Like, it's going to be bad. That said, I've been around bees so often. You know, that's just part of being in, like, Oklahoma or whatever, being in the south, uh-huh. is that uh, we just got bees down here. And uh, they just leave me alone. And uh, I respect them because they have better shit to do. They don't have time to mess <laughs> with me. Only if I, like, yeah. attack one or attack the colony are they going to, like, uh, whip into a frenzy or whatever and come after me. So I I just leave them alone. They leave me alone. It's a a, a happy existence we can both lead, you know? mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, so I really actually like bees. I've been thinking about getting a bee tattoo oh because I just like have respect for them, you know. And, and maybe just, like, if they saw that, they'd they'd be like, "I'm not gonna sting this guy. I might mate with him, yeah. but well, I'm gonna leave him be." Ah, <laughs> look, <laughs> that was a total accident. That was good. That was wonderful. But, um, like, I just had a very clear example of a bee interaction this past week when I was at work. So um, I had a a phone call that I had to take. And so I I ran down to my my car, and uh, I was in my car, like, talking on the phone. And I, like, kept hearing this, like, noise, like, kind of fly around me. I thought, oh, there's, like, a fly trapped in my car or whatever. So I, like, finished my phone call, and I, like, heard it again, and I was like, I got to let this fly out of here. I don't want my my uh, my car to be a tomb for a dead fly or whatever. It's like, at least let it out so it can live its existence and probably get eaten by a bird or whatever. It's nice. So, I as soon as I had this thought to open my door, I saw a bee fly and sit down on my passenger seat. Mm. And just like sitting, like walking around, like trying to find a way out. Right. So I was like, oh. Well, here we are, you know, (laughs) this, this could go south very quickly, Mm -hmm. but I calmly like opened my car door, the driver's side, and then it still didn't do anything. So I thought, okay. So I walked around over to the passenger side, opened that door and gave it like 30 seconds and eventually just like realized it was able to fly away. So it just like got up and like flew by my face and just like flew off into the, uh, the distance. Oh, so he was fine. uh, Okay. It was totally fine. and I um, thought you were going to say he, he, he carjacked you. And <laughs> you got in the car, and he rolled up the windows. He got in the steering wheel, and he said, I live my life one quarter mile all the time. <laughs> Fired up the NOS, drove right through a wall. <laughs> Beasts don't know how to reverse. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. You know, oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, Can't go backwards. They only go forward. Wow. Um, but, yeah, it was just like this, this is like a clear-cut example of wildlife just like trying to do its own thing. And this is why whenever I have like a spider in my house, I try to escort it outside if possible just because it's nice it just you. wants to do spider shit, you know. Right. So um yeah, just just have some respect for bees, you know. They're they're I hear that they're um uh, I, I guess they're like the number of of uh the bee population is dwindling. Right. But we need them around, you know. to help uh pollinate stuff and uh it's I guess important trees or whatever. I know. <laughs> It's important or something. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Um hmm. have you ever thought about being a beekeeper? Uh every once in a while. I'm like next should I do move. this? i I've uh-huh. I've also kind of thought about like having bats because oh. mosquitoes are also so bad down here. <laughs> Brent's bats. Another animal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on down, my house is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Intolerant to guests. Come on over. I'm a people person. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I thought about having bats before because uh, they, they will um, attack the mosquitoes or eat mosquitoes in our area right. or whatever. And uh, I've heard of, of people doing that, having, like, these pre-manufactured bat houses right. in their yard. I've heard of that. And then, yeah, the uh, the mosquitoes will uh, will go down. But, you know, then you have to contend with, like, bat shit. Oh, right. Like, what do we... You know, there's like guano all over the place. Like Yeah. Now I got I got something else to deal with. And like what if the bats turn on me? Then what do I have to get to like <laughs> to get the bats taken care right. of? You know? It's like that's mm-hmm. classic Simpsons problem. It's like we had a, a mouse problem so we got snakes, we had a snake's problem so we bought bears. And now we have a bear <laughs> problem, so we're riding around in a helicopter shooting with shotguns, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna escalate. Yeah. <laughs> First you turn with bees and you get bats. Uh-huh. And then you get boa constrictors. Yeah. Then you get uh 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 brontosauruses, I guess. I mean, yeah, Up the chain. because the snakes mistakenly think their long necks are like, oh, it's just a tall right. ass snake. <laughs> it's my friend, but no. <laughs> He's got legs. Oh man, what is this guy? <laughs> well, that's
1: yeah. wonderful, man. It's, I I'm mm-hmm. excited
0: for this new venture, this new this new life path you have going. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um I look forward to becoming Batman at some point, you know? Yeah, that's the goal, really. One one comes crashing through my window. I was like, (laughs) wait a minute. This gives me an idea, you know? It's like you, of all people, don't understand comics, and you're like, I think he was bitten by a bat and turned into a (laughs) bat, man. So uh, that's my plan. That's my plan, basically, you know? I'm just, like, sitting in my study reading one day, a a bat comes flying through the window, and I'm like... Here we go. And next time. thing I know, I like step out dressed up as like a baseball bat. I'm like, I did it. Here we go. Like a fucking Looney Tunes sketch. Yeah. I love it. It's I just scream, look for are you him. ready for some football? And people are like, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. <laughs> Holy shit. Man. Well, I look forward to, uh, to all of this. And uh, I'm glad that you were not stung recently, you know, by the beat. Yeah, me too. I was glad that they... you're, you let him out and, and he went on a merry way. He, as far as I know, you know I choose to believe that he's uh, living his best life out there. You know, what if a coworker was walking by like right then and you let the bee out and right like, on the right <laughs> of their face and just stung the shit out of him? And you're like, <gasps> <gasps> not my fault. That's he's not in my car. <laughs> not my fault. Yep, exactly. <laughs> officer, I didn't encourage the bee to assault her. You know, no, no. The, the, the bee butt- did that. You're right. Yeah, they've, they they uh, sense that out on their own. <laughs> you know, but officer. She's wearing a floral dress, so I think she was kind of asking for it. He was just trying to pollinate. That's all that was, you know? That's all it was. said it's not his fault. No, don't overthink it, you know? Right, exactly. Uh, um, well, Steven, I feel like, uh, much like the Beatles said, and you said, "The Beatles, we gotta let them be on this one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this the Beatles. The Beatles. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they ever thought about that, you know? Because they were like one bug, a beetle, but they misspelled it to be like a drum beat. Right. Beetle. But then maybe like uh, Ringo was like, what if we do beetles? Like, Shut up, Ringo. With like, With like yeah. a hyphen in the middle. <laughs> yeah, He's like, I really like bees. It's- <laughs> I just farted. That's <laughs> the <laughs> best part of that documentary. I'm telling you. Yeah, I still got to watch that. That's a, That's a good yeah, solid part go. there. Um, you just got to watch the fart cut, you know? Hey, all right. Uh, so the what, fart well, cut. Coming <laughs> to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> anyway. Well, what was uh, the yeah, sync let's, word? Let's go with uh, let uh, them let be. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay, all right. So we'll sync with let them be on three. One, two, three. Let them, Let them be. be, buzz. Oh, is that a, a, a <laughs> Is that a bee fart? It just goes buzz, uh-huh. <laughs> buzz. That's what they're doing the whole time. Um, gaseous creatures. Oh, did not know. Bees like mm-hmm. to fart a lot. Man, they learn do new every day. That's why you, you know how like scientists are like. You know their, their wings shouldn't be able to support their body weight, right. Because of the farts. Fr- and <laughs> you guys farts studied the whole the time. <laughs> Yeah (laughs) The scientists are like Oh my god Hi I'm Duke Turds Fartologist (laughs) This question you had about the bees It's all farts It's been farts the whole time Now what the scientists don't want you to know Is it's farts okay Listen they've been hiding (laughs) this (laughs) You know that uh, The ancient aliens (laughs) meme The guy where it's just like aliens (laughs) He's got the crazy hair yeah. Duke turns to me, but it's like, Vice! <laughs> all right, Amanda rudely interrupted. <laughs> that's how I always put my notes. Brandy Dude. rudely <laughs> arrived home. That's all I put up. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's try yeah. that. <laughs> Tap it, and then clap it, and then okay. fat. Okay. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, hey, baby. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Education, pop culture, and friendship. That's everything you need to know about this show.
1: T-A-S.